Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season three, episode 12, Best Laid Plans. Best Laid Plans was written by Patty Carr and Laura Olson and directed by Bethany Rooney. It aired on January 21st, 2010. Enjoy. Do you say 2010 or 2010? I think I say 2010. Same, same. 2010, yeah. Yeah. It's also weird to have people talk about, like, the 2000s and the 2010, like, the 10s. And I'm like, oh, God. It's we're, getting weirder. It's getting weirder. We're, we're in the 20s now. Yeah, especially when people, like, refer to, like, the, like, the mid-2000s, like, <laughs> to the 2010s as, like, <laughs> They like refer to it as it, as if it's so ancient, and I'm like, I live Vin- with that. the vintage. Yeah, I'm like, are we really doing this? Am I getting to that age? We are. <laughs> we are. We're getting there. Here we are. <laughs> so we are welcome. First of all, yes. Hello, listeners. Housekeeping. Oh my god, I literally just said I was going to say this. Shame gonna... on me because I was supposed to remind you. Anyway, <laughs> I was about to go straight into patient <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> So we have had a listener ask if we would read scenes from the show together, like act them out. We would love to do that. Yes, we would. But we have a little challenge for you guys. Yes, we do. When we get to $100 a month on Patreon, we will release and work on those scenes with our patrons. Yes. Well, I, we, we'll have work sessions by ourselves, the two of us. Right. Um, but if you'd like to put our cold reading skills to the test, (laughs) yeah, we could cold read that, but we will release them to our patrons. And when we get to a hundred dollars a month, you can even vote on which ones we do. Oh, that's a good idea. I don't care who I play. Probably one of the ladies. Me either. Cough, cough, Naomi. Although I would play Sam too. Sam would be, I I too would love to play Sam. So friggin' fun. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, the facial expressions, they that's won't pick true. up in the audio. Rats, and that's, like, the best part. It's okay. That's okay. We can, yeah. still, we can still do it justice. Make it work. Yeah. So, oh, my God, we could do an Addison Naomi scene. Oh, oh, it's a must. Yeah, but not, not ones where they're yelling at each other. We should do, like, no. a friend one. Oh, yeah, like a funny, yeah. funny banter one. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I was watching an episode of Seinfeld last night, oh. and Noah showed his face. Did he go so far back? I know. This episode's from 98, I think. Yeah, yeah. And he plays a podiatrist. Yeah, so he's a doctor, but there's a whole thing between Jerry and Elaine that, like, he's not a real doctor, but he obviously is a real doctor. Okay. Anyway, um, I loved it. It was very funny. It was somewhere in season... um, I actually don't know what season it was in. Four, maybe three, four. Wow, he's been in the game for a minute, and I feel like uh, how was his character on Seinfeld? Was it like a little sleazy, or was he just like a normal guy? No. Okay. So the whole thing was like um, Jerry is dating a girl down the hall, Mm -hmm. and he finds fungicide in her medicine cabinet. And since he knows that Elaine is dating a podiatrist, he's like, "Please bring this to your date." And see what he thinks it's for. And then immediately, like, at the end of the episode, Jerry finds out it's for her cat's skin condition, which is funny. Oh, wow. And, but Elaine has put it in her medicine cabinet. 
So the whole episode is about how you shouldn't look through people's medicine cabinets or like, should you? And Uh so he looks through Elaine's medicine cabinet and thinks that it's her fungicide and then is like, I can't be with her. Oh, my Lord. Come on. It's fungus. Come on now. (laughs) There there are worse things. (laughs) Yeah, especially as a a podiatrist. Right. It's funny. It was funny to me. That's funny. I think those are my only housekeeping. Do you have any? No, not that I can think of. Yeah, so get us to $100 a month. We believe in you. On Patreon. We do, we do. Because that means that each of us are only making $50 a month. Right. Which is like, for the amount of time that we spend on this. Very true. It would be great. It would be great. For sure. Private Practice, Season 3, Episode 12, Best Laid Plans. We're going to do first notes and miscellaneous per usual. And then we have Colin Bowman with an infection and neurotoxicity. We have Lynn McDonald, who is pregnant. And we have Maya Bennett, who is pregnant. Ciao. <laughs> what an episode. It was. Ooh. It went straight into the first patient. Mm-hmm. It did. Do you have any first notes? Yes. I said it took a minute for me to realize that um, Colin had a robotic arm. Like, I, and I don't know why that was. I don't know if it was, like, lighting or what. Um, when, when I watch the episodes, I usually watch them on my TV, and I have blinds right behind my TV. So I always have to make sure I, like, shut them so, like, there's not a glare. But, yeah. But for whatever reason, I, like, didn't see his arm. And I was just like, why are we in awe of this man drinking out of this coffee cup? And then I realized, oh, like, he has a robotic arm. Yeah, it was a little strange because some shots it looked like CGI and some shots it just looked like an actual robot arm. Right. It might have been, I don't know, the lighting or something, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell which it was, which I think is maybe what your confusion was from. Maybe so. Maybe that's why. Yeah. That was one of my first notes. um... Yeah. My only one that isn't in the um, patients is SOS, my last PP watch on Netflix. Oh my gosh. I know. I thought the same thing. I was just like, I only have two days. There's no way I can I know. watch four seasons in two days. <laughs> even if even if I tried. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. Oh, I'm gonna have to ask someone for uh the the adless Hulu um, yeah. feature for Christmas because those commercials, man, they're killer. Ugh. Yeah, I might have to upgrade as well. We're just so spoiled. I know, man. Netflix, come on. Is it? No, it's not. It's actually not all right. (laughs) And I'm actually really dreading it. So I think I might have to invest. I know, I know. Even more reason why you guys should get us to 100 on Patreon. It'll go towards... It's literally going right back to the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, support the podcast. Yeah. All right. And thank you to our patrons who already do. Yes, we appreciate you. Yeah, we just came off of a patron Zoom and it was so much fun. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, Colin Bowman. Bowman? Bowman? Good question. Colin. Our friend Colin. My first note is, Fife, why are you making this all about you? And then in parentheses I say, JK, it's because you're Fife. As always, what and his name? I don't know why this episode. Maybe because we haven't seen him for a couple. His yeah, name was haven't. like escaping me, so I was like taking notes, and I was like, "Why can't I remember this doctor's name?" And I forgot to look him up. Five, yes, yeah, five. 
the bolt in his arm when it's revealed before it's even infected it looks so painful yes terrifying it literally looks like he just shoved a huge screw up his arm yeah, I was like yeah. it doesn't even look right no and I know that like essentially that is what a knee replacement or a hip replacement would look like inside the body sure I guess hmm. but just seeing it out it look yeah it did not look and it was <laughs> I that was one of my other first notes I was like this escalated quickly it was like as soon as yeah. Naomi left and it was just like you know good luck with your arm then it was like now all of a sudden he's in pain <laughs> and I was just like wow no time passed before we had this realization no nope, enough exposition let's go yeah to the, they were the good stuff off to the races and Fife said yeah it's illegal in this country I sent him to Sweden okay Fife so you didn't actually do the surgery like that he's was... taking all this credit and he didn't do it. That was so typical of him. I was just like, yeah. well, that's why. Because he got, like, a botched job out of the country. And I know in most countries, like, it's supposed to be like, oh, like, with, like, so many advanced um, researches and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes people are a little bit further ahead. And so I thought it was interesting that I was like, you sent him out of the country. <laughs> oh, gosh. When they're searching and they find that the bolt is the source of the infection, I was like, like, duh, what do you think? I mean, obviously, yeah. And it did look infected. <laughs> yeah. My last note is um, the smirk that Fife has leaving the talk where he calls Pete the safe alternative is hilarious. Oh, that funny. shot that they got. And also, you know that they're doing it just to like put Pete down. Yeah. And Fife knows it. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else for Colin? Um, I said his reasoning for wanting the arm, <laughs> the arm as if it's like something so casual. His yeah. reasoning for wanting his arm, his robotic arm, I said it's cute, but like not enough to die for. Like, you know, no. uh, learn how to get that strength up in that. I don't know which arm he had the surgery done on but the the opposite arm get the strength built up you can dip your wife in that one but yeah it's not worth the infection and death um and then it was just very sad when we later discovered that um the potential of having to get rid of rid of the rest of his arm I was like the rest of his arm but mm-hmm. then was very happy on the bright side when Pete um presented the yeah the biodegradable implant I was just like come on biodegradable implant love that I was gonna be sad he had to get rid of the rest of his arm so that was all I have for Colin (laughs) yeah that's all I have for him too yeah all right should we move on to Lynn McDonald let's let's so I texted Melissa yesterday and I was like, if you, if you have someone that you want to use, um, I, the woman who plays the nurse that Violet talks to, mm-hmm. I have a note about her in my miscellaneous, but I really love her okay. for my other show. Okay. So I was like, you can look her up if you want. And then Melissa McCarthy came on and I was like, I guess you could also do Melissa McCarthy. I was going to say, I was just like the fact that Sam would think that I would not pick Melissa McCarthy. I know. I was, I was not familiar with Deborah, um, but, um. Because I looked her up after I, I hadn't watched the episode yet when you texted me, um, uh-huh. so I was so I was like maybe it's the episode where like the the guest star is like that th- they're very um, obscure and not known. Um, so I was like maybe that's why she was like give me a little push. 
No. <laughs> so once Melissa McCarthy came on, she and I was like, oh, I was like, this is a given. <laughs> Done. Then I saw, I was like, she played Lynn. I was like, okay, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It's my girl, Melissa McCarthy. Oh my gosh. What a, it's incredible. I have this as one of the notes. I was like, but just to like trace her career back to see. I mean, I know most people know her from Gilmore Girls. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure what, I'm sure she has done many things prior to even that. But, um, but yeah, she's just been everywhere. She's done it all. <laughs> I love her. She's so great. I'm glad she's finally like, well, before the pandemic, I feel like she was finally, you know, getting her due, like yeah. winning awards, picking her own roles because she deserves them. Because yeah. she was in Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. and that was that ended three years before this episode. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah, but the um, the role that she played, where she was like a, a forger. Did you see that one? No, no. But I wanted to. I was about to say. I was like, I love that she's taking more more yeah. serious roles now. Yeah, um, more she dramatic, was so good in say. that. Yeah. Do you see? You saw it. I did. That was when I had um, Movie Pass or AMC yeah, or something. The, the I don't even remember what it was called, but I, it was. I literally was just so saw. Good. She was getting okay. I just yeah. saw a promo. I, I think it was actually when I was looking her up on IMDb. I was like, "Why do I yeah. think I just saw it?" Because it's literally yeah. like on my screen. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the the movie poster. So I was like, I have to add that to the holiday movie list. <laughs> <laughs> when Addison comes in and looks at the birth plan. The way that she delivers the line, many pages, small font. It made me laugh so hard. I love when she gets to show her comedic job. Like the Juno line last week. Oh, so good. How how many times has she delivered babies? Like how many different birth plans has she seen? (laughs) This one, she, she, you can tell in her brain, she's like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, sure, cool. Right, right. But it also looks like Dell has passed his midwife thing. Like, it looks like he's on his own now. Yeah, I was just saying, I made a note, and I was like, it's nice to see Dell um, back, like, on the job, like, actually, like, doing the job and, like, not having his own personal job yep. and helping other people with it, with theirs. Um, and then I just, I said, I was like, he's so good at his job. And that that was more towards the end when he was talking talking Lynn through the actual delivery and I was just like he's very good at what he does so yes he, he is I wish that we would have gotten like a graduation party or something for him, I though. know a little something he deserves after the the year he's had the past couple months Ugh, yeah he sure does and he has that beautiful solar system scrub ha- scrub cap on oh yeah he looks like his I know and also um unrelated to private practice but what is his name? And I literally looked him up. Chris Crystal Dowell. It's Chris something. It's not Chris Carmack because that's Link. It is Chris Dowell. Oh my god, my memory actually serving me for once. Oh, good job, girl. I don't know how that happened. Maybe because I literally just looked him up earlier this week. But he is going to be in How I Met, Met Your, Your Father, Father with our girl Miss Hillary Duff, and I am so excited. I cannot think of a better on-screen couple I would want to see in a sitcom like I know two good-looking Caucasian people being funny I can't wait I'm so looking forward to the series it looks so good it does Uh, I'm excited I'm excited to see him because I've only seen him literally on this and like in The Help (laughs) as Emma Stone's boyfriend oh yeah yeah I haven't like I know he's done other things oh my god I forgot he was in that 
I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen that movie, like, since it came out. Uh, The Help? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's on TV all the time, but yeah, yeah, I forget that he's in it until he pops up, and I was just like, yeah, his fine self is. <laughs> so, I'm excited to see them both in, like, the sitcom medium, so... Yeah. I know we have a lot of Dell stands in our listenership. So I'm oh, sorry gosh. that we couldn't remember his last name. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it came to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my only other note for Lynn, mm-hmm. um, besides like, how dare Audra take her into that room, take Maya into that room, but that's in my Maya section. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about one. that later. Ooh, um, Naomi was on one. She was. Or off her rocker. Right. Yeah. However you want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on or off yeah, when she says to Dell, they say the way a baby comes into the world shapes them for life I am very glad that she didn't say that to Violet or Pete Child. yeah can you imagine how triggering Phew. for and, Violet in particular yeah and here I am like wondering like Betsy's birth story oh yeah oh yeah good question but uh, yeah, that was wild to me. Do you have anything else for our girl Lynn specifically? I just uh, w- cracked up at her um, hippie flute music quote. That that cracked me up. Oh yeah, She's when like, she turn off that hippie flute. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure that's the last thing you want to hear as you're like when you're in excruciating pain about to bring yeah. a child into the world. <laughs> this episode made reminded me um, a couple weeks ago. Somebody who doesn't watch Fiber Practice asked me why our podcast is named what it is named yeah and i was like there's babies all the time and here i am there's babies everywhere everywhere in this one man this is like the the core of the episode the podcast at its core all the pregnancies all the babies Mm -hmm. so miss maya 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 as we said last week yes dell drove maya to the office he did didn't he he did i missed that yeah I think I'm just, you know, watching out for, like, cute things like that. Like, mm-hmm. Maya driving Dell. Uh, sorry, Dell driving Maya to the That's office. So things cute. like that. I must go look down at my phone for that moment. <laughs> That's okay. It was very quick. Okay. What's your first note for Miss Maya? My first note is she was not ready to say it um, when Addison no. brought her in. And it's like, you could tell that her and Addison had talked about it and that Addison had prepped her, but that moment when she saw her parents, you know, uh, it's always different, you know, once it's like, you know, once you're faced with it and it's like, it's time to do it. As I could tell, it's like, she is not ready. So I'm glad that Addison spit it out for her. Yeah. And <laughs> Naomi knows, you can see it in her face. She knows. To be honest, in the moment, I actually thought the opposite. I thought that Sam was more like giving a squinty, like, what could it be? And Naomi was like, Naomi almost looked like, like hopeful as if it could be something good. Mm. but. I don't know. Maybe Sam has like caught on to Maya and her ways. I feel like ever since he caught her having that party, he's like, I'm yep. on to you, little girl. <laughs> and I kind of felt like, especially with the scene after when he was in the bar with Cooper and Pete, he's like, mm-hmm. I want her to not be pregnant in the first place. I feel like it didn't even cross his mind that that was a possibility for her. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Probably not. I probably neither one of them probably really thought because I think that just like when Naomi um, is explaining to to Addison and Violet, it's like, you know, it reminded me of my mother. I'm sure all mothers, in a sense, like when she had said something about like, I've done all that I can, like I've given my life to protect her and to like, you know, mm-hmm. you do all you can to like, not so much an image, but like, you know, to 
to do the ideal thing that you want to do for your daughter. And then it's just like when something happens that like hurts your child or like they make a mistake, I, I can only imagine from a mother's perspective that it probably feels like, Ugh. but, um, but yeah, like, I don't, but I think that with her thinking that she thought like, oh, there's not a possibility that she could be pregnant because I've done all I can do as a mother yeah. to avoid that, which is she like, knows about birth control. We are both doctors. That part, that was a line that I was like, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Although what did they say? The shoemaker's kids have no shoes. Oh, did they say that in the episode? That's, a, that's a Oh no, good. not in the episode, but oh, just oh. like a thing that they, people say. <laughs> that's a good that, that's a good thing yeah that's a good point they're they're not mutually exclusive unfortunately yeah yeah, mm. yeah. when maya doesn't want to tell her parents the sweet side look that she to addison she's like please yes right help me <laughs> and then sam says no she's not tell me why i laughed tell i laughed why too I- <laughs> and I don't know if I laughed because it was coming from Sam or from Tay Diggs because it seemed yeah. like such an appropriate response. Yeah, no, she's not. No, she's not. That <laughs> got me to the point that I was like, is she? I almost believed him. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe she's not. That was funny. Yeah. I could tell him, like, in his brain, checking his calendar, being like, is it April Fool's Day? Oh. This isn't very funny. Let's see the moment when they actually did check their phones when they were like does she have a half day today that was yeah like, oh, the co-parenting of it all uh-huh yeah. like did i drop the ball that was funny or maybe um he's thinking of the last time there was like a fake pregnancy scare and it wasn't he's like who's she covering for this time that part because i stand by yeah talk of being like they were just kidding about her being pregnant and now she's really pregnant like that's i mean why not but it's also like when they when they got rid of that idea so early in the season i was just like oh well we won't be seeing that again yeah but fool me once shame on me fool i mean fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me yep he's like you're not getting me again right we're like oh i'm on to you on the other side naomi's silence is so loud and then she keeps saying i can't yeah rip my heart out audra she acted her freaking butt off in this episode. Oh, and yeah. The silence and, like, her avoidance was, like, just, I guess, showed how heavy and, like, how deep it was for her. Because I think I think my, I, I would have thought that she would have reacted the same way, the way that Sam did. Like, I thought that she would have been the one, like, putting off, da, 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 like, in her anger. Because um, I think that's what we've seen her do before, which showed me that like oh this is like the last straw like she's reached her breaking point with Maya so and yeah last week you mused that it would be opposite and that's why I had you say it twice did I okay yeah I mused that she would be like going off about it you said that he would have the Naomi reaction and she would be more um reserved which is exactly what I thought and like that is not he was all Sam was he eventually like calmed down like when he was with the the guys um but like he was like you know pulling up on dink (laughs) letting him have it dinking it up god Audra I'm gonna just say it I put it bold in my notes this is very bold Audra is the Sondheim of actors I had the same thought, not specific to Sondheim. You said it much more beautifully and eloquently, but I did have a moment of thinking like how funny it was to me that people that experienced her on this show 
and I feel like most people do know Audra and know that she is a Broadway star, like a multi-time Tony award-winning star. But I'm like the people that get to know her in this vein and see her as such an excellent actress that don't even know that she has like one of the best voices in Broadway, I know. In Broadway history is so funny to me. But then I was like, also like there's something so cool about that to know that like she is equally a fantastic actress. Like, mm-hmm. and we've seen that, like she's proven that. Wow. I think it's just people in our circles who know that though. I think that there is a huge percentage of people who know her from the good fight and know her from this and yeah. all the other great film work that she has done. Yeah. But I think that there is a very large swath of humanity <laughs> at large. Yeah. That don't know she's saying. No. Which is crazy. But also, like, I kind of, there's something about it I love. Because it's just like, oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, there's a secret for you. Yeah, she tore this up. Mm-hmm. And for um, Chandra Wilson, who plays... Bailey, mm-hmm. she's a big Broadway lady too. And I honestly, in just like recent auditions <laughs> this past year um, for Carolina Change, as I was like, you know, re listening to the cast album yeah. and stuff, I was like connecting the dots. And it was like one of those things that I think I knew a while ago and had forgotten and just like got uh-huh. reminded of this year. I was just like, oh my God. I was like, she originated this role. I didn't even know she sang, didn't even know she was a theater baby, you know so many things and it's just like I mean shouldn't be shocked the best of us yeah theater roots but um (laughs) yes ma'am it's like it's so nice to know you know it really is it really is because yeah when I first started watching Grey's I was far too young to be watching Grey's okay (laughs) but um yeah I also was in my like strictly wicked and rent phase and then when I started like branching out a couple years later to find like my not my own shows but like to discover, I don't know, edges on my own and to discover mm. songs for new world on my own and things like that. I was like, wow, she's a Broadway person. Like my mm-hmm. favorite character on my favorite show is a Broadway wow. person. Wow. We love to see it. Is she still your favorite on Grace? Bailey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Really? Wow. Yeah. I do. Mm, I really liked Stephanie. You did. I did. She was okay. one of my favorites, but huh. I feel like she wasn't there long enough for me to like fully marinate in the goodness. Yes. I feel like just when she was about to go is when exactly. I started to like, cause I, to be honest, I like, I was just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I was a, I don't think I was a huge fan initially. And even when she started dating Jackson, I was still like, yeah. eh. But, like, literally, and I hate to say it, but, like, honestly, I loved her the most. And maybe that was the purpose. But, like, they gave when her she, the, the yeah. hero effect, the Superman effect. But, like, the last episode, that was, yeah. like, I felt like that's when she, like, did her best work. And that was, like, I was, like, oh, I love her. And I hate that she's going. Same. It was on the rewatches that I really appreciated her. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, Bailey is still my favorite by far. There are some times when I really like Maggie. I feel like the only character that I love... 24 7 is Bailey yeah because Maggie I get annoyed with Joe I get annoyed with mm-hmm. I did really like Jackson I loved that he's probably the only one that I too only liked 24 7 yeah to be honest yeah because I think the rest of them get on my nerves at some point exactly <laughs> I've gotten on my nerves at some point like you know 
And even the times when Jackson was just like, okay, you're being like stubborn or something like, like it was like, I always felt like he was justified in his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't say that for all. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I do really like Dr. Kai Bartley, but they're new. So. Okay. Okay. We don't know much about them yet. Right. I have to get to know them some more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back to Maya. Maya, Maya. Yes. Naomi is very pro-life and I feel like it's come up a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times I see that scene in this episode when she drags Maya to Addison and says, give her an abortion, it's it never stops shocking me, like every single time. Which again, I think is a testament to Audra and the writing. Very much so. But I mean, Maya even says it when she's in that room with Addison, like my mom says that this is wrong. Why mm-hmm. is she doing this? Right. And Addison, and then she's like, but so you think my mom was wrong and now she's right that that question for me I was just like I'm so glad that they like that they showed the the contradiction and that they showed the the gray area of yeah. it all because it's like you know absolutely absolutely and it's whoo it's like definitely one of those things that I feel like you can have your beliefs and your core values and then um to be actually faced with it is like that- yeah it's like one of those things that it's just like okay this is what you believe like let's let's test (laughs) let's test that um and Mm -hmm. like you know not that I would wish that anyone would like you know have to be tested in that way but um it's like I said before like I think it just like goes to show like how deep it really was for Naomi that she is willing to even like contradict her own beliefs for the sake of her daughter's livelihood in her future which is like whew. and the scene later when she says do I think I'm going to hell for what I did yes and knowing what that means to Naomi that got me I said mm. I was like because I, I I wondered what she was gonna like say in response to her own like you know rhetorical yeah. question and I was just like they the writers like they snapped on that because like oh, that's yeah. exactly you know, as, as someone who comes from a family and like, and who has those beliefs, like I, you know, that's exactly the the mental process that I think that you would be having in that moment. It's just uh-huh. like, yep, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then before when Audra was sitting with sorry, Naomi, <laughs> yeah, when she's acting this good, it's so hard to separate the two because oh. anyway, when Naomi is standing and pacing and Addison and Violet are sitting there. Yeah. She straight says, do you hate yourself for your abortions? Look, that, those are moments. I was clocking that, Sam, because I was like, yeah. ooh, I was like, that was bold. I was like, she was obviously angry. And like, I was waiting for moments. So I was just like, when is she going to start like hitting below the belt here? And I actually mm-hmm. have a moment at the end where she kind of snaps on Addison and tells her just like, can you just shut up just right now? I was like, I was like, Addison thinks she's mad now. Wait till she finds out that she's like having a whole relationship with Sam. Yeah. Um, yep, but, yep. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I clocked that too. And I was just like, man, did I put it in Violet's section? I said, though that was a low blow from Naomi, I was like, I felt like it, it kind of shook something up in Violet, which I think she was able to kind of like express with her scenes with Child, what was his name? The other man that she, the other, the other. He's not a patient. But. Yeah, I was surprised that he wasn't oh in the god. patient breakdown. Like, I know he's not a patient. Um, Nathan Pillsman. Right. Oh my god. 
Nathan. I literally scrolled right past his name. Sorry, I just, I've been watching Insecure. There's a Nathan on Insecure. So I saw the Nathan and I was like, that's not it, but his name was Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I felt like she got to like flesh out those feelings in her scenes with him. But yeah, when she called them out for their abortions, I was just like, Naomi. And I thought I that Addison gave a very like genuine answer. Yeah. And I did have a note too for Addison. I was just like, sorry, I'm all over the place right now. But I said that I was like, they I thought they were being very good friends to Naomi in that moment. Yes. They were like showing her a lot of grace. Like they started off with being like, you know, give yourself grace. Like, you know, you literally just found this information out. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. And then when she started being, you know, very attacking to them, they sat there and like took it like champs. I felt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And part of, I wanted to write down Addison's whole line, but I, you know, you have to stop the quote somewhere. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She says, it is not a casual decision that you can make for Maya. Mm -hmm. Like, and that, that is Addison's way of being like, I thought about this, but also, I don't know. I mean, she wouldn't have, I don't even think she's told Busy, but like, Mm -hmm. that would not be a decision that Busy would want to make for her. Well, mm-hmm. that she would want Busy to make for her. And this is not a decision that she can make for her daughter. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think a lot of mothers feel that they can. Um, and 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 I think, and I was wondering too, I was just like, I wonder if Maya was like, even I think even if she was 18, Naomi would probably feel the same way. But if she was yeah. a little bit older, um, I think she would have the same feelings, but I wonder if she would be so adamant about like making the decision for her and like yeah. speaking for her, obviously when you're of a certain age. Um, but but no, even then, even Addison made it very clear that like it's the law that regardless of your age. Um, yeah. Right? Is it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder too, I was just like, is it because Maya is so young that Naomi feels like, you know, well, she's not like, you know, she doesn't have the mental capacity to make this decision, but. I mean, she's probably still buying her backpack for her and, and buying her, like, yes, like monetarily buying her clothes for her, but like physically picking out the clothes that she oh, thinks she's wearing. I'm sure. That, right. At 15. Yeah. She's still packing her lunch for her. Yeah. She's still driving her everywhere unless she's yeah. driving somewhere with Dink. And Dink. I, I felt like that, what you, what you just said is shown most specifically in the line where she's calling after Naomi and she's like mom mom mommy. and then when she says mommy oh I was like she's still a baby like yeah and not even like in a scoffing way but it's just that she is she is still very much like you know a child herself and I feel like that part of it is I think what Naomi is saying and being like you know this is my baby she can't possibly make a decision about bringing one of her own into the yeah. world and it was very jarring to see um and that was another scene I remember too Naomi dragging Maya into the the delivery room with Lynn Mm, and I'm like mm. no what world would that have been allowed but for the sake of the show we'll allow it (laughs) maybe it's just because Naomi doesn't work there anymore and she's like I can I can do this maybe so she's just like I have agency here this isn't my practice anymore but I can walk into delivery rooms but um I do remember seeing that specific moment before and it was so crazy to see Maya as a 15 year old be like but like that is so incredible and I'm like you know there's a part of me that was just like oh that's like you know sweet for her to like you know have such a maternal desire but then Mm -hmm. there was part of me it's like oh you're so young (laughs) but to want that you know but yeah it was also really interesting to me that this is back to back with little Sloan and how they're both children 
Oh, wow. But how, like, I know we're probably like six weeks into this pregnancy, if that, Mm -hmm. but um, I could never see Maya saying the things about her baby that Sloan Riley said about her baby. Mm. But Sloan still said, like, I want my mommy. So it's still showing that both of them are still babies having babies. Yeah. Even though Sloan is technically of legal age. Yeah. That's so true. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, we did just get done dealing with another teen pregnancy. Yeah. And I have a note later about how I feel like I'm all over the place as well. It's fine. Um, when Addison is talking to Maya about her options and saying, Mm -hmm. I can talk to you about your option, about your options. She is thinking back on that talk she had with Pete about your patient versus the parent who you're friends with. Man. A lot. Oh, but I thought it was great. I thought I'm so glad that they showed the the extremes of it you know yeah yeah oh when Naomi says to Violet you walked away from you walked away from your child you can live with that I can live with this that Mm. was even lower than the do you regret do you hate yourself for your abortion right because that I was like okay that can even though I think Naomi did mean it like as a like did you that could still be taken like okay yeah it just wrong questions but yeah that Mm-mm. That was a that was a low blow. That that's the low blow I was actually referring to under yeah. Violet's uh, note. But yeah, and yeah. later when Sam says to Addison about actually performing the abortion, she he says, "Do it like your life depends on it." If anyone else had said that to her, I would think it was a threat. But when Sam says it to her, I was like, "Oh, this is fine." <laughs> right? You like understood? Understandable? Yeah. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got yeah. You. Right. I was very funny to me and the way that Naomi does not look at Maya throughout the episode just continues to get me yeah yeah the fact that she can't even look at her wow Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that I noticed her distance her physical distance yes mm. yes when Sam is sitting next to the picture of baby Maya while he's talking about her first lost tooth oh yeah that got me too. that setup of that shot. And when Naomi in her speech about how she thinks she's going to hell, mm-hmm. saying she failed as a wife and a mother and Sam agreed to that. But like the marriage part was totally on Sam. Like Naomi didn't want to walk away from that marriage at all. Right. I was about to say, I was like, no, nah, you, you have some responsibility in this, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Not a fan. No. Back in the room with... Addison and Maya I really liked the way that she was speaking to Maya like specifically the quote I have is you did a grown-up thing now you're in a grown-up predicament yeah and it's about what you believe not what your mom believes yeah I just think that Addison did a really good job balancing the fact that like this is a very serious situation and it's still a child and a child that she knows yeah well yeah what did you think when Sam went to the basketball court oh god I it was another moment that I was just like I do remember this um 
but uh my first thought was just like don't hurt that boy um but I knew he <laughs> I knew he knew better especially when he like clocked the friend who happened to be yeah. like on his phone doing the doing the well they're not they weren't exactly millennials at that time but like doing the the teenage thing with the phone um but yeah I think that he gave him a piece of his mind and um I too went into it assuming that that Dink knew that Maya was pregnant um so but I I do feel like it was a a shift when Mm -hmm. he discovered that he he didn't know um and so and you know and to know too and I think that of course in his anger but I think that Sam and Naomi should both have enough sense to know that it's like you know it's easy to blame Dink but it's just like it's a it's a two-person tango you know like it's not all on him and I believe him and I believe Dink and I think that he does really love and care for Maya um I don't think that means much to to Sam and Naomi as her parents Mm -hmm. who have to go through this with her but yeah it was I thought it was a, a a great choice to show him pulling up on him as a father would do so yeah or any yeah. parent to be honest but my mom has <laughs> so, yeah yeah a couple weeks ago we were talking about a sidekick which is a type of phone mm-hmm. and listeners the phone that the friend is holding is a sidekick yes uh throwback sidekick, yes man. Sam should have ripped it from his hands though that I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. I was like, are you really recording him right now? Or or was he texting other people? I think he was texting. Was That's what I think. Okay. Another thing that really surprised me about the way that this episode played out is that I don't think that this family specifically would want this public information. True. And True. I, I mean, that's why Addison was in the conference room. That's, and then here Naomi is like screaming in the office for all doctor, support staff, patients to hear. Right. And Sam is screaming at the basketball court with all of Maya's friends or all of Dink's friends. I would think that they would want to keep this quiet. Yeah. That would make the most sense. Yeah. It, that yeah. surprised me. Because there was a moment when Naomi was sitting in the conference room and um, she was sitting profile and I was like, whoa, that shot of her in the conference room I was like she actually really does look like <laughs> I think they did a good job, job casting in general but I was like she really looked like Maya in that moment yeah and I was just like oh they like really do favor each other like mm-hmm. I see it yeah yeah me too their bone structure is very mother and daughter yeah yes mm-hmm. the end the Fife and Naomi hug oh my heart what did you think about that Another shot that I mentioned to you earlier um, during our patron session that I remembered when it happened and I was like, oh my gosh, how beautiful. And I was just like, it was, um, that's not the first time she's wound up in his, or is it? I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not. I feel like she wound up in his lap at some other point, unless I'm having deja vu of a moment I've seen in the future, but. But anyway, I thought that it was beautiful and, um, you know, it was, it was interesting to see that she, that he was the person that she, um, went to, to went to, you know, yeah. like where's Sheldon? Okay. Good question. Yeah. Where's Sheldon when we need him? I know. Yeah. That was like, it was really a beautiful moment. When they said, this never happened. Damn right, this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, why 
why'd you have to ruin it, Naomi? <laughs> I know. Do you have anything else for Miss Maya? Oh, uh, no, not really. It was more, it was very reactionary. Um, yes. I did say that I didn't think that in the moment that Maya seeing um, Lynn's character struggle through labor, I was mm-hmm. like, that's probably not the most encouraging thing to see when you're debating on whether you want to be a mom or not. Yeah. But I did say good for you when she made her own choice in the, by the end of the episode. And I, I had a feeling based off of the way the conversation was going with Addison, what she was like leaning towards. And, you know, we saw her hesitancy, but um, yeah, I was proud of her for like making a decision for her. Cause I, you know, we could see the pressure from, from Naomi specifically about what, what to do. So yeah, yeah. that's all I had for her. I can't wait to hear your musings, but that's for later Ooh, in the app. child. Because there was a part of me that I was just like, does she get it? And I was trying to remember because I was like, I, I don't remember a point in the season ever seeing a child. So I was just I was just like, I can't. Yeah, but we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. I have a little bit on Charlotte and Cooper, if anyone is surprised. Do you want to go yeah, into them? Same. Yes, let's. How about when Violet was introducing the concept of gaslighting to Charlotte? The writers were having a giant laugh with us on that oh, one. Oh my gosh, very much so. To the point that I, I was like, I feel like this is a movie that is often referred to in it television is. and movies. Yeah. Like it, there's always a moment where like someone brings up, says gaslighting and the other person acts confused and the said person has to, has to explain that it came from a film. I was like, I need to just watch this movie because I understand the term now, but I, I need to see like where it came from because everyone is always talking about it. And now so. I'm going to see what it's streaming on. I feel like you've done this like 10 times. Oh, yeah. Gaslight. 1944 film. Wow. Oh, wow. It's a very... It's on Hulu. Is it? Okay. Good to know. Good to okay, know. cool. I'll do that later this week. Oh, my God. Angela Lansbury's in it. Is she? Oh, even Stop. more reason. Even That's Even more reason to tune in. It is. It is. Send in, send in our, our hearts to Cabot Cove. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like it wasn't really a term back then, at least as much as it is. I feel like every other sentence nowadays is gaslighting. Me too. People love to use it, especially on Twitter. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And also when Cooper comes on, the way that he is chewing that gum. I didn't even notice. Oh, God. I'm not going to do it on an audio medium, but. Very annoying, I'm sure. Yeah. When they're fighting. And they're fighting a lot, as we know. Mm-hmm. When they say, I think it's Cooper who says, we never liked each other. Yes. That's so sad. Yeah. Got very sad. Right. And then when he broke down the trajectory of their relationship, I was like, I guess you are right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he doesn't get to tell her to leave her job. No, that was out of pocket. I was just yeah. like, I said, how dare he ask her to leave? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you leave. You know, like. Yeah. 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 When we found out that she sold her apartment, it does make a little bit more sense why she was willing to put up with all of that crap. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even Carrie Bradshaw kept her apartment. Like, you keep your apartment. Come on. Right. That's, you know, gotta be smart. (laughs) Oh, God. Yep. (laughs) I know I had news last week. I was like, I wondered how this was going to go between charlie and cooper but one of my first i said oh so they're just gonna fight pedally now like that's just what we're we're gonna do 
Yeah. And when she yelled useless, stupid love, I was just like, right. Mm. After all that. And, and I feel like Charlotte really did try. And I think she was still really patient towards the end of their relationship when Cooper was like giving her a hard time. But I did think it was funny when she said that she wanted her towel back. And he threw it back, and I was like, she didn't expect that towel so quickly. <laughs> no, it wasn't ready to catch it. Right. <laughs> I don't have a section on the widower. Oh, okay. But okay. we can, I have like a little bit, we can talk okay. about him. Yeah, I don't have my, I mostly have quotes for him, because he said like a lot of stuff that I thought. He did. Home, but. Violet not wanting free samples is one thing, but pretending that the baby died is a whole other thing. I think so too. Yeah, why didn't she just give the samples to Pete? Oh, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, was it prideful? It didn't even cross her mind. Yeah, she should, that's exactly what she should have done. Right. Yeah, or at that point, keep them for Maya. Apparently, <laughs> everybody, everybody got a baby, so you have options. I thought so too, and I was exactly. like going back and forth about it. I was just like, uh, going back and forth about whether it was like right to tell him or not and I'm like I think she could have been honest from the jump and still would have had like the same connection and like effect with him um yeah her holding that in that whole time seemed like it was doing more damage to her so the nurse is played by the same actress who plays Carla on Mad Men and it took Mm -hmm. me a minute to place her face in my brain but once I did I realized why I was just like so instantly calm. Okay. She plays um, the nanny on Mad Men. And she just is always a calming presence because, you know, those people on that show right. are always doing the wrong thing <laughs> and blowing things out of proportion. And Carla's always like, I'll Aww. take care of this. I'll take the kids to the park. You. Right. Like, get like, it together. Fix yourself. Back to her on the, on this show. This is the kind of case I've said this. 10 times already, that would have been all over the news, let alone all over the hospital. And the nurse would know her name, especially on the labor and delivery floor, let alone the fact that Violet works at the hospital as well. Easily. So the fact that she didn't know, unless she didn't give her name, but I feel like even her face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just said, why is Violet helping everyone but herself? I literally wonder that all the time. I'm just like, well, she's and she's so generous of her time and her, you know, talent. But um, yeah, I'm just yeah. Like, if you could only seek the same help that you give others. You could be, yeah. It's so frustrating to see how good she is at her job and how helpful she is to people, um, and then just can't seem to, you know, find it within herself. Oh yeah, yeah. My only other note is, Violet, you need help. Period. That's really... We we knew it before. Yeah. We knew it, but... Yep. Anything else for that character? No. I just... I'm glad that you mentioned about the, the truth for Violet, because I said... First, I was like, Violet, stop acting like you lost your baby. But then I was just yeah. like, I guess in a sense, like, um, she didn't lose it in death, thank God. But I'm I'm sure that there still is a agree well we we know for a fact because we've seen Violet go through it but like a grieving process of like still like not having your child even with that being a decision that you know she ultimately made herself to not be I'm you know I I know that she still has to grieve that so it's like that that makes sense but I think there was a part of me that was just like tell that man the truth when Nathan said I thought I thought there'd be more to take home I was like oh Uh, it like 
killed me. And and I think it was fresh too. I just saw a play last night here in Pittsburgh. It was called Shy America. Quantum Theater did it. Oh yeah, I read that play. Did you really? Oh my gosh, I, I did. Never heard of it. I thought it was excellent. It was it was a long production. Um, yeah, uh, probably the longest that I've been to in our. I'm not saying post COVID because we all know that that is not real um <laughs> in this era that we're currently living in I think it's the longest in-person production I had been to so like that was an adjustment um but uh the production and the cast itself they, they were incredible and the story I thought was well told it was one of those ones yeah. that, like afterwards I was asking my friends I was like now what's he to do with the um because yeah, you know the story it, yeah you can explain it <laughs> but, um, I think it's just it's worth the listeners reading if they want I saw it in London oh wow yeah, so I went to London with my college, not as study abroad, mm-hmm. but uh, like a like an extra session after like a mini semester, kind of like ten days. We saw seven shows in ten days, I think, oh. and that was one of them. So since it was through college for credit, we had to read all the plays before we went. Wow! And that was one specifically that I was glad that we did because I don't think I could have followed it without having seen it yeah yeah. I feel like yeah. reading it I would have been like because even watching it and like I mean kudos to the cast and like I don't know if, you, if it was like this when you said but um even the pace of it was so like very quick yes very quick very uh lawn order-ish and uh yes yeah but I thought it was excellently done but I said all that to say that I, you know the storyline and how uh the man at the very well, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners but you know, the, the storyline with <laughs> the, the connection and, you're making, the connection I'm making. Yes. With the man and his wife. Um, and so the, like the bags and like what mm. we know, the bags and the show and then um, Nathan being given his wife's bags. And it's just like, Oh, to, to be sent home with someone who has just lost someone. It's just like, here is, <laughs> here's what's left of the person that you loved condensed into like yeah. a take home bag. You know, I'm just like, they can even yeah. give people nicer bags or something. You know what I mean? Put it in a Chanel bag or something, you know. Exactly. Just, give them a, not a souvenir, but something, something uh, even a reusable bag. So, exactly. It's just so yeah. impersonal that I was just like, I, I think because after literally just seeing the show last night and watching the episode this morning, that was like a fresh visual. But, um, but, uh, mm. I said I didn't I didn't even think about the effect that it would have on him to go home without his wife and he was like yeah of course he's still sitting there at the hospital because he's like you know not going back to a a life that he thought he was gonna have Um, exactly and I did laugh at uh she got dead kid face when they were (laughs) when he and Violet were were trying to guess um about the grieving people in the hospital that tickled me. Yeah, I at the beginning I thought that she had died in like an accident of some sort. And then when we find out at the end that she died of cancer, I did expect him to have more stuff because it's it almost looked like what would have been just like on her person when she came in, like right. wallet and shoes and stuff. But if she was essentially living in the hospital and getting treatment for a while yeah she would have more right yeah that's mm-hmm. a good point because I was just about to ask how did she die again Le- I don't think they said leukemia but okay. essentially that's Something what it was like that. yeah. okay that makes sense that's a good mm-hmm. point and I did laugh at when he told Violet if my wife hadn't just died I'd ask you out and the fact that exactly. he said it was funny <laughs> yeah he's like that was funny and I was sitting on the couch and like simultaneously said it with him I was like that was funny <laughs> that was funny a bleak joke 
but yeah the writers really snapped on this episode they did i feel like oh this is my miscellaneous section now i feel like addison has been dressing even more new england since her parents left Mm, they rubbed off on her huh yeah i almost made this dress that she wears for most of the episode our sam style but then i realized i gave Wait, I still gave it to Addison, but right. for another outfit. Oh, okay. well, I try not to, you know, back-to-back episodes. Sure. But I really like the dress that she's wearing. I think I did notice that, too. I, I didn't clock it as much as I did, like, last episode, but I did. I was, like, I meant to specifically look at what she was wearing in this one. Yeah, she looks really good in green. Okay. I think is our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's okay. I feel like most redheads do look good in green. Something about the yes. offset of it is- I agree. Uh, my last miscellaneous note is that I spent a lot of this episode just watching and not taking notes because it was so good. And I kept having to rewind and watch again because it was so good. I felt that way too. And I was like, wait, I have to take notes on this. Yeah. I I had to catch myself a couple of times. I'm like, Melissa, at least think of something to say for this moment. I, I'm trying to remember the moment I had to rewind too because I was like, I missed it. Something that I was like, I need to catch that. I can't remember, yeah. but it was a very good episode. One that you could easily just sit and just like watch. Yeah, I feel like all of the Maya episodes, sections, not episodes. Mm-hmm. I just still can't get over the fact that Dell drove Maya to the office. I know, that's really sweet. I wonder, yeah. did she tell Dell ahead of time? No, because he said, What's up with Maya? Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. Just Addison knew ahead of time. Yes. Do you have any straggler notes? I don't. I, I, I need to do more, but I try to be so specific throughout when I watch that I'm always just like, oh, I don't have any miscellaneous ones. Yeah. But no, not this time. On to Sam style, since yeah. we already half said it. Yes. My pick for this week is Addison's green and white striped tunic mm. at the very end when she's on the deck with Sam. Oh. Drinking a glass of wine worthy of Olivia Pope. Yes, my dad. very much so. But the thing that I didn't get is that she changed her earrings. Oh. Like, who changes their earrings when they get home from work and doesn't just take them out? I didn't notice. Oh, my gosh. Switching it up for Sam. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I was also like, she's definitely, like, not trying to impress him in this moment. No, not at all, which is very clear. I mean, yeah, she never, like, really looks, like, bad. It- the only episodes I like, yeah, like even so, I mean, she was even in that Yale. Yeah, I was like, it was very clear she was distraught. I can't ever say that Addison like looks like that. So, but um, yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Never. Will you please tell us about our guest star spotlight? Our I wonder who it could star, be. I wonder who it is. It is none other than Miss Melissa McCarthy. Okay, I was very excited to see her on this episode as Miss Lynn. But Melissa McCarthy was born on August 26th. 1970 in Plainfield, Illinois. Mm. Um, and she is 5'2", which I thought was really interesting. We were talking about height differences um, with partners with our, our Patreon Zoom, yeah. Zoom today. So <laughs> interesting fact. It's so funny because they have, like, she often does physical comedy. It's like, yeah, she's like the queen of physical comedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is close friends with uh, her former Samantha Who co-star, Christina Applegate. Love Christina Applegate over here. Samantha who? Samantha who? The show? Who? Who? Former who? Who? Samantha who? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Got you. <laughs> well, up here. 
She is an alumni of the improvisational comedy troupe, The Groundlings, where she was a member for nearly 10 years. Wow. Pretty dope. Um, She's good friends with Octavia Spencer. Can't go wrong there. They did a film together recently that I still have to check out, actually. She grew up on a farm and loved playing tennis. Uh, She received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at 6927 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Sam, if you want to check it out. (laughs) Exact address. (laughs) On May 19th, 2015 is when she got that. And her favorite film is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, made in 1987. So what are some other fun facts about here? She's a fan of Billie Eilish. Um, she was the second highest paid actress in 2016 behind Jennifer Lawrence. Can believe it? Wow! I know. How about that? I did not know that. that was See, that's what I mean. Like she was starting to really hit her stride before COVID. Yeah, exactly. I feel like she was everywhere. Right, and in a part of that stride, she was nominated for a 2019. Um, it's so funny. I just said 2019 when we were talking earlier. Like, do you say 2019? I've yeah. never said 2019 in my life. Nominated for a 2019 <laughs> Academy, Academy Award and the Best Actress in a Leading Role category for her role as Lee Israel in Can You Ever Forgive Me? That's yes. the one. Gotcha. 2018. That's the movie. I gotta watch that. But she lost yeah. to Miss Olivia Coleman, as we know, who won for The Favorite, which was also excellent. So Yeah. yeah. It's always hard. Like we were saying, everybody should get awards. Honestly. I mean, once you're up there with the top dogs, it's like everyone's a winner. Okay. Anything else for Miss Melissa? No, that is all. Thank you. I don't even want to know how many times people call you Melissa. Oh, God. It, which is always so funny to me because it's just like, I take it as people being like, no, you're wrong. That can't possibly be your name. Like, as if I'm telling them. That, that's just how I always take it. I don't know yeah. why the toxic part of me thinks that. But I'm just like, you and I both heard what I just said. So what makes you think yeah. that? I think they think that like, there's no way like Melissa is just too ridiculous of a name for it to be. Oh, please. It's too beautiful <laughs> of a name. So sweet. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Trivia. This episode scored 9.64 million viewers. Okay. Lower than last week yeah. by about a million. Okay. <laughs> by about a million. A <laughs> million. And this one really was exciting for me. Ooh. With Grey's Anatomy appearances included, this episode marks Kate Walsh's 100th appearance as Dr. Addison Forbes Montgomery. Wow, incredible. 100 freaking i can't even wrap my brain oh my god i just think about the time put in man Mm. i mean we know even from editing this episode like how many hours of film goes into one hour of tv that's what i was thinking i was just like just thinking about like how long when i think about especially like older actors that they've been just doing it for like so freaking long it's like Yeah, that's crazy. The listeners didn't obviously couldn't see me tapping my imaginary watch <laughs> on my wrist, but that's what was happening there. More little known facts yes. behind the scenes. Yes. Do you want to muse for us a little bit? Oh yes! Wow, I need time to process this one, but I know so much to muse about. I know. I mean, I guess my about to raise his baby. Is it gonna happen, guys? Is she gonna see it through, or or? Is she going to um, follow in Sloane's footsteps and um, explore other options, such as adoption? 
I don't know. I have a hard time seeing that being a choice because I just think that Naomi and Sam, I would imagine, would want to keep their grandchild close and accessible. Okay. But there's still a big part. I mean, I pray, obviously, would would not wish complications on anyone's pregnancy. But, like, I just, in my spirit, don't know if I envision her, like, having a full-term pregnancy. And I hate to even say that. But, so... That is my very vague muse on Maya's pregnancy. Okay. I'm ready. The the part of me that loves mess, I'm ready for <laughs> Naomi to to um to learn of Addison and Sam's relationship. I'm just like ready for that to be brought into the light and to see how she reacts on the cusp of this Maya drama. And of just like everything, this breakdown she seems to be having. Oh yeah, just everything. It's just like is crashing down right now so it's like why not throw that in the pot yeah why not what else um charlotte and cooper are they going to continue this petty banter i don't know i guess it's funny <laughs> <laughs> i love mess i love mess um i i think there's still a part of me that wants them to like get over themselves more so cooper um and like you know and be together because i really did enjoy them together and thought that they like like they said like they loved each other Mm. so if cooper can ever find it in his heart to get over himself i think that there's still hope like you know he still has a chance but if he keeps it up you know charlotte might not be so willing um to take him back that's my news there who am i leaving out Violet. 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 Look at us. Same brain. You knew the same brain because I was thinking, I was like, I actually like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I I think it was beyond her like being nice because I, but I felt like she like really connected with Nathan. I don't know. Is this the last time we see Nathan? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, no. Um, I kind of like them together and I hate that, that they connected through grief. Um, but that happens in life sometimes. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what she needs. Right, exactly. Someone who, like, understands her on that level. Um, but I feel like that might not be the last that we see of him. And I would love to see, like, them explore that. Um, I also would really love to see Violet be reunited with Lucas. I just think that, like, I think that, like, there's something deep inside her that is, like, very much so capable of, like, being uh, the, the mother that, um, that, I mean, to be honest, I'm not, like, I was going to say to be the mother that she wants to be, but I'm like, does she want to be? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe she does not want to be, which is like fine, which is her choice. Um, but I think that's just like a personal want that I would love to see. Um, but until then, Pete seems to be doing a great job yeah. <laughs> with the baby. Who else am I missing out on? Del. I was thinking about it today. I was just like, Del has had such a, he's had such a whirlwind of, um, of a time in this season that I'm just like, I think it's all right. If we gave him a couple of episodes off to just yeah. have like no drama and no sort of like, I don't, if nothing happens with Del for a little while, I think I'd be okay with that because I think that we're all still recovering from our mm-hmm. mid season finale. But I'm trying to even imagine like what would be next for him in this, like, in this, I mean, like, does it like, does he get a new love interest? Like, you know, I think I would still, I'd be interested to see that. Mm-hmm. yeah that's about it I think I hit everybody I mean we haven't seen Sheldon for forever right this is the first time we're seeing Fife just acting right a total fool oh yes and that too like I'm still waiting for like 
him and Naomi to like at least kiss or something at some point because there's obviously something going on there. Mm. So throw that in the pot as well. <laughs> yeah. Naomi has a big pot. Yeah. So. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Well, thank you for musing for us. Of course. Do you want to do MVP or rating first? Um, I will do rating first because to be honest, I have not chosen an MVP. <laughs> thought about okay, that. Okay. Usually it's the rating that I forget about, but this time I actually yeah. did think of a rating um, pretty quickly but I said for this episode I said I felt like it was like watching your friends on a roller coaster ride at the beach specifically one where they get sick while riding and it's like yeah you see them going on this ride and it doesn't have to be a roller coaster because like there's a bunch of rides I feel um that you can still get a little woozy on that aren't roller coasters but here's you see them and you can't do anything about it until like after they've gotten off the ride so mm. I felt like specifically with what's going on with Naomi and Sam like you know they're dealing with their daughter um it, th- from their perspective like you know their daughters are on this ride of you know teen pregnancy and like you know they there's there's nothing they can do about it because a the act has already happened uh the deed is done but then also from their friends and their co-workers in the office the, specifically the scene I was thinking of was with Pete and Cooper when Cooper's like I just I don't know what I should do then done like Pete's like you know well like with Charlotte you know you know get over it essentially but with um uh, Naomi and Sam he was just like it's not like one of those things that a tub of soup is gonna fix a tub of yeah. soup can fix a lot of things but <laughs> maybe that's why people make soup <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I really enjoyed that moment soup has gotten me through these uh, these cold days y'all oh yeah yeah I thought that 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 really inspired the rating I was just like yeah like you know what do you do as a friend when you see your 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 friends going through and it's like I can't do anything about this other than like be there for you and like sit with you. So it's like when they get off the ride, you can sit with them, make sure they're okay, get them get them some water. Yeah, that's that's what my rating is. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking of that ride at Kennywood. Dear listeners, Kennywood is like the not Disneyland, but like the theme park of Pittsburgh that you go to a lot when you're little. I'm thinking of that ride that is like it goes like back and forth back and forth oh and it was my like god uh wave themed um oh not kalua um, the, the ship it's just the, the k though the, the pirate ship no there's there's the pirate ship but then there's the other one that's near the log jammer that is supposed to be like a wave i think it's like hawaiian oh. themed maybe Gosh, or island themed i haven't been on that one yet or have I? I, I haven't like... been there since 2011, so it's possible that they don't even have it anymore. I wonder. I know there was there was that, and then they had. I don't think it's there anymore. But that one was legit scary. Um, the pirate ship. The the pirate ship. But then they had um, Aladdin, the the magic carpet ride. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Girl, that one was scary. I remember opening up my eyes one time when I was younger, and I thought we were on the ground. We were in the air. I was oh, like, no. oh lord. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, yeah. And then they have uh Noah's Ark. Those animatronics freaked me out. I went when I was far too young. Why is it so freaking scary? Like this is coming like I know. You know, we both have grown up in church. <laughs> but going to like to this day I think I would go into Noah's Ark. It's not there anymore, is it? I don't know. I I don't know. I either. feel like they made an announcement about it not being open during COVID because it's the only indoor thing. Gotcha. Maybe that's it. That's what I heard. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Scary. The ground be yeah. shaking in there. Oh my gosh. I know. Things jump out at you. Yeah. Noah's Ark is scary, not, man. 
Yeah. And my, I feel like my friends made fun of me in high school for being afraid of it. And I was like, I'm not going to defend myself. But at the time, no. I was like, Haha, just kidding. I'm a cool girl. <laughs> Listener, no. she is not a cool girl. Stop. <laughs> I support your fear. It's very, it's quite an experience. Thank you. But anyway, that is what your, your rating what I was seeing in my brain. Oh, okay. My rating. Did you ever, when you were a kid, play the game where you're in the pool and there's people like you're with friends and your your friends walk in a circle around you or like run in a circle around you and you're in the middle and the water turns into like a whirlpool yeah I've seen it done yeah 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 so usually like the like little cousin or like the smallest person would be in the middle and then everybody else would be on the outside so it's easier to move them and then it becomes like a whirlpool that's what this reminded me of oh okay all right who was in the middle of it sam and and ma'am or my or neither well i'm picturing specifically the maya situation Mm -hmm. but i think it also could it could be for anyone yeah yeah like pete is in the middle when he's trying to fix colin's arm Mm -hmm. colin right not connor yes colin Colin's arm. Naomi's in the middle the whole time. Maya is really in the middle the whole Mm. time. Doesn't know even how to get out. Right, right. I'm just really glad that Addison, like that was the first thing we saw is that Addison was telling Naomi because the last thing that we needed is for another Addison-Naomi fight. Oh my God, the way that she yells at her. Shut up, shut up for once. That is so rude. I know, that was really mean. I felt I felt for Addison in that moment. I was like, you gotta be, uh, gotta have some thick skin to be uh, Naomi's friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my whirlpool that's rating. A good, that's a good one, Sam, yeah. Thank you, thank you, yours too. Okay. Who's your MVP? Have you decided or do you want me to go Ooh, first? You can go first. I don't know, what's taking me so long? It's <laughs> fine, it's fine. That was me last week. I had like three yeah. paragraphs. It could be this one, but right. really, it's this one. I think they should share. I had a lot of options too. No, you go. My MVP is Addison. Okay, yeah, yeah. For keeping her patient's best interests at heart, unlike last week with Sloan, yes. and for doing what she knows her best friend would want her to do for her daughter if she were in her right mind. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Now, of course, I'm just like, yes, that's Addison. Now I feel the need to pick a different one just to give some variety. Um, you can follow your heart. No, I think I think I can like justify this one. I think I'll give the MVP this week to Violet, which is a rarity, I feel. I don't know when's the last time I've given it to Violet. She was off the clock and, you know, it was outside of her job description in that moment to um, be there for Nathan. And yeah, I think just to like sit with someone and hear their story and like, and kind of share in their grief, even though it was like, you know, she was lying a little bit, um, but, but yeah. just to, um, to take the time to like be there for someone and then to like go to their house and like, like be with them as they took the first step back into their home after just losing their wife. Like, I just think that that was very, it was very generous of her time yeah. and her energy um, to do that while she's going through herself. So I think I'll give the MVP to her. Okay. Yeah. The whole time she was with him, I was like, why are you still there? Why are you still there? Me too. Which makes me think that there's something deeper going on, but um, okay. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. My book is still on sale. Yeah. We had a really good um, 
yeah, we had a really good first week good. of sales, which is great. Um, I'll put it in the show notes again. Yeah. Do you have anything? No, I don't. Not for a while. If we have any listeners out in San Francisco, the next show I'll be doing is going to be at Berkeley Rep out there. Yes! Um, priority tickets have just gone on sale, so I can send Sam the, the link to, to put in our show yes, notes please. if you're interested in coming out to see the show. We we open in March and we'll run until mid-May. So yeah, keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. We are both vaccinated against COVID-19. I have my booster. Yes. Do you have your booster? I do have my booster. Yep. So we just want to encourage you, you know, get your vaccine, get Please. your booster. We both have a number of friends right now who are sick with yes. what we think is the Omicron variant. Mm-hmm. We both know people who have passed away from this. Yes. If you are hesitant about getting your vaccine or you have questions, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Wonderful. We would both love to get back to as close of a pre-pandemic life as we can, mm-hmm. uh, obviously still being careful and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, both of us would be working a lot more if yeah. we could be in entertainment spaces, at, you know, fully. Right. right. Yeah. And so, yes, please get your vaccine. Yes. We support you. Yes. Get boosted. Get vaccinated. Yes. Get it all. Wear your mask indoors. Yes. Wear your mask, please. Yes. Take care of yourselves. Be safe with family this holiday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And happy, happy everything. Yes. I think this is our first episode of 2022. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. Happy New Year then. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. What's it like on the other side? Oh, yeah. I know. I wonder. I wonder what we'll, we'll see. All these memes that are like, when you realize 2022 is just 2022. I've been saying that <sighs> too. And I was just like, oh, psh, brain explosion. Yeah. Oh, nervous, gosh. nervous. My show Untitled that I was doing at City Theater here in Pittsburgh it is now available to stream online for anyone who would like to check it out and watch. So it'll be available until December 26th. Amazing. Online. So I will also send that link your way so it can be in the show notes for any of our listeners it's a 90 minute show very quick comedic so hopefully you'll enjoy if you check it out we we love a 90 minute yeah yeah, in and out (laughs) yeah that's the best that's the best truly are you ready for credits i'm all set thank you for joining us for this week's episode of beach houses and babies a private practice recap podcast Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 13. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at podcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT.